Quick Goal, the official goal of soccer, presents Quick Chat, a quick-hitting interview series with some of the top people from around the soccer world. We discover how coaches got to their position and advice they give to a younger self. Welcome to Quick Chat. All right, with us today we have uh, Paul Rogers, head of goalkeeping for the Houston Dynamo. Paul, how you doing? Good, Tim. Good morning. Thanks for having us on again. Yeah, no worries. Tell us a little bit how you got started in your coaching pathway, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's kind of a roundabout way. Um, it takes back all the way, obviously, back home in England. When I was in, uh, in college doing a day release um, and obviously playing, I had the option to get on the pathway of doing the UEFA courses, um, at the, obviously at the bottom of the level. Um, one of the, the goalkeeping coaches with the English FA, Martin Thomas, who, who just left the English FA actually, um, got us involved and I started the process when I was basically 16 years old, um, doing leaders awards and this and that while I was, uh, was still playing. Not thinking about, oh, I'm going to go into coaching. I really didn't because I didn't want to do any of the other options that were that were there for me, education-wise. Um, so kind of got involved then. And just from there, slowly in the background while I was playing, kept doing them. And then when I came to the US and I saw that, that playing was coming to an end, um, I kind of got heavy into the, the UEFA licensing and I was finishing up my UEFA B, getting onto the UEFA A. Um, and it just seemed a natural progression. You know, I don't really know much else other than football, unfortunately. Um, not, not really done another job. So it was a case of stay with it. And, you know, luckily enough, I've managed to continue in football till now. Uh, from being over here and, and obviously finishing playing, it was then staying in America. I needed to, to get a visa and the college game was the easiest way to do that. And from there, I went from obviously college into the international side on the women's side and then back over to the men um, into the pro game now with the MLS. So what, uh, can you talk about what colleges were you at? Yeah, it's a fu- that's a funny story as well. So I just finished playing, like I said. Um, I'd actually been offered a couple of contracts back home in League One and League Two. And anyone that knows the stability of those leagues, especially around the, uh, the early 2000s, wasn't a great option. Um, I'd finished a degree up over here, so everything was good visa-wise to get it if I had a job. Um, so I wrote off literally to every college, um, men's, women's, D1, D2, NAIA, got a few offers and I got one letter saying, we'd like to interview you at uh, Tulane University in New Orleans. Well, when I saw the address, I had no idea where Tulane University was, but it said LA on it. And I assumed it was in LA. I didn't realize LA was Louisiana. Um, as I said, I didn't have much of an education. Uh, anyway, so got talking to, to the head coach there, Betsy Anderson. Um, and within, I think it was about a week, 10 days, I'd taken the job, knew nothing of the place and headed down to, uh, to New Orleans, which was an experience in itself. Um, and to be honest, I learned a lot, lot down there about off the field, the college game, how it is in America, even though I'd been through the system playing a little bit. Um, it was very different from a coaching side, uh, like the recruiting tests and things like this. I mean, it was a great environment for me to learn that stuff. From Tulane, went to the University of Louisville, uh, University of Louisville to Florida State, and then from Florida State into uh, the Canadian national team, and obviously from there into the US national team. So I had some great experiences, uh, made it to a college cup final with Florida State, made some, you know, 
met some great coaches along the way. Probably one of the best coaches I've ever worked with in Mark Krikorian down at Florida State. Still think, you know, from a working for, um, working relationship, knowledge of the game, manager, uh, a, a people's manager, probably one of the best people I've ever met in the game anywhere in the world. Um, which a lot of people always say to me, well, hang on, you've been in the pro game, international game, and, you know, you name a college coach as one of the best people. Hands down, he was unbelievable. Um, still talk to him, not as often as I'd like, um, but we catch up every few weeks just to go through what's going on and share ideas and whatnot. You mentioned, you know, obviously you've been to a college cup, you've been on the international side and, and, the, and the men's pro side now. You have uh, an experience that, stands out as sort of the, the pinnacle or, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the wins and losses thing, or maybe it's a, a development of a certain keeper. You have some that pops out into your mind as your best experience. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I was just doing an intro the other night at a, um, a session we were running here in Houston. We had a good number of goalkeepers in for a, a development session. I was doing an intro and I was thinking about what is the, kind of the moment in coaching that I've enjoyed the most. And I don't really know. You know, I mean, obviously I've been super lucky. Um, World Cup final, Olympic final, uh, another Olympics with Canada, College Cup, Open Cup. Um, obviously being back in England, uh, you know, playing and, and coaching over there. It, there's so many things in football. Um, I, I can't really name one that's really hit me as the best it's easy to pick out the worst. I think the worst was was obviously losing on penalties in the 2011 World Cup final uh, to Japan in Germany. Um, that tournament in itself was a, a fantastic tournament for a lot of reasons. Obviously, there was the Brazil game where um, Abby scores in whatever it was, the 255th minute or whatever it was to get us to penalties, obviously winning on penalties, um, just the way it went, but how the tournament was run as well. I mean, the Germans put on a great tournament. It's a great experience. Um, but losing in the final and the way we lost was, I mean, it was, was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking for, you know, the boss, for the, for the players and, and obviously all the staff as well. Um, so that was, that was definitely the worst. Um, but best, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I actually think, that I'm sitting there thinking now, Tim, about it, probably with Canada. Um, and the first game in the Olympics in Beijing, we played Argentina. Um, and I was obviously young at the time and, and Ian Bridge, the assistant, was sat on the bench in, uh, in Beijing, I think we were, for the first game. And just turning to him and thinking, you know, we're Olympic Games here. You know what I mean? I've, I've you know, just left the college game and here I am in, in the Olympics games playing, you know, Canada's first Olympics. And we're about to kick off against Argentina. So although, you know, we went on and we win the game, I think 1-0, it probably wasn't the biggest result for everybody else. I think me personally, just having got to that level um, and being in an environment I didn't expect to be at the time was a, was a big accomplishment to myself. So sort of that I'm here moment, looking yeah. around going, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah, there's a conversation I actually have with Ian, uh, Bridges quality, by the way. I mean, bear in mind, you know, I'm sitting next to someone that played in the 86 World Cup for Canada. Um, the conversation, I can't tell you because of the language that was involved that went on between me and Ian was fantastic and a great coaching moment for me because he had wealth of experience. Um, you know, great person as well off the field. And, and obviously, you know, we had Evan Pellerud, who was the gaffer, 
again, taught me loads um, on and off the field about, you know, the coaching aspect of football, uh, how to act, how to be, what to deal with, what not to deal with, what to put up with, not what to put up with. Some people loved Evan, some people hated him. For me, he was brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that, that whole experience with a Canadian national team was a, was a massive positive for me. Um, even though, obviously, we you know, won a lot more when I was with the U.S., and some great experiences with the US. I think at the time, the Canadian job was the one that was the transition job for me, that, that probably gave me the opportunities to then go on to do bigger, say bigger things, but boost my career even further. Sure. So then, just touching on that worst experience again, you lose and you lose at the end of the game. What do you say to your keeper when you, when you walk off the field? No, there's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. At that point, there's you know, you're losing those type of games. There's there's nothing you're going to say at that moment that is going to, you know, that's going to make anyone feel better. And that that's no different to any other game. You know, you, you try and say things in the locker room afterwards or sometimes walking up the tunnel. But, you know, most players don't want to hear anything from you at that point. Um, you know, it, it, I, I feel like that 2011 World Cup was there for the taking, obviously. Um, you know, you, when you look at the final, how it was played, you probably should have beaten them in regu- regulation. Um, so at that point, there's nothing, nothing I'm going to say that's going to make anybody feel any better. Um, and it was a, a new experience for me as well. So you've got to be careful what you say because you can say the wrong thing and make things a lot worse than they really are. You know, so it's better to give it an hour, two hours, and then have the conversation at that point. Yeah. So is there is there a player or a group of players that you felt were the best you've ever got, ever got a chance to work with? Not really. I mean, I've been, again, I've been lucky. I've, I've worked with, on the women's side, the, the best there are. Every, probably every single one of them. Um, obviously from Hope all the way through the Canadians down to, to a Steph Larbe at the time when she was coming through. Um, as a youth in the youth in England, I managed to work with a couple of good good young goalkeepers as well. I've actually gone on now into the pro game, so yeah, I've been lucky. I mean, everywhere I've been, I've worked with talent-wise some some very very top goalkeepers, and then as goalkeepers that want to develop and get better, some some great goalkeepers. I mean, and, and since I've been here at Houston, I've worked with some great lads. You know, big Joe Willis, who's doing well up at Nashville right now. Chrissy Seitz was here for a year, who's, who's over in D.C. What, what, a, what a great guy he is. Had Marco Maric in this year. A different look on goalkeeping. Young lad. Great personality. Cody Cropper, Michael Nelson. I mean, I can name all of them. I've not really had a bad one. Um, and the same on the women's side. It, it, it was the same way. You know, talent-wise on the women's side, I had, I had all the best ones. I mean, it was it was easy. You know, you're really, you're tweaking things and guiding things and the, the coaching aspect is very, very easy. When you're when you're looking at that coaching aspect and you're looking at a training session, are there any exercises that, that you sort of lean on uh, heavily? Any, any sort of favorite exercises you do with them? Uh, I wouldn't say a favorite exercise. I would say the routines going in, kind of how you break your week down. You know, so if you'll do game day minus one, a lot of reaction work, um, short reps, you know, one rep at a time, not six reps. As you break down back through the week and you get, you know, game day minus five, now you're doing 
heavier heavier days where you know the sets are more the reps are more the movements more um you know i try to change the exercises even if the start point and end point are the same i try and change them up so the goalkeepers don't get bored and to be honest that's where how you change the exercise put a bit of different equipment in change the angle you're going at um if you're doing a deflection exercise a reaction exercise day before do you do it off of a pole do you do it off of a you know a tom do you do it off of an air tom do you do it off of you know um a raised cone or put coaching sticks on the floor the, the, there's all different ways to do it just to make it look different for the keeper so although I know I want to do the reaction exercise, it won't be the same reaction exercise. Um, and that's where equipment comes in, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to trying to recreate situations in the game, but you're also trying to keep the goalkeeper's mind from going stale. Um, and you've got to, you know, we do a lot of repetitive work, right? That's, that's what we're doing is reps, reps, reps. So being able to mix up the session, how you move, what you see, what you're coming from, going under, going over, it, it's massive. Um, I think, you know, people have asked me what what are some of the pieces of equipment you can't do without in a session? Flat markers. I think uh, for me, one when you've got very coloured colours of markers, one, in goalkeeping, a ball can go over them smoothly. Two, that gives you a change of direction and a change of setup. Um, so that's one thing that's always got to be in my pack because there's so many different things you can do with it. And the other thing that I've started bringing in to my footwork, instead of using just like a flat strip, I've been using the, uh, the no spike coaching sticks. So the flat poles, um, the short ones and the long ones, because that, that allows me to do different types of footwork. Um, I think I've put a few exercises out recently where now, obviously you can't tread down on them because they are a pole and they will move but you also can do different types of footwork because they're longer. So you can do different stride patterns. Um, so there's something that I've, I've really come into training. I think this year where I'd say two or three times a week, they're involved. So I'd say it's more about not a certain exercise, but more the trend that goes into a week that you think works for your keepers. Gotcha. Yeah, you've been to, to a number of world cups and, and, and finals what advice would you give to a younger Paul Rogers? Stay in school. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a few, there's been a few opportunities that have been presented to me along the way that I haven't taken. And, and for whatever reason, whether timing was wrong, you know, obviously I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a great wife and a great daughter. Um, and you're, you're now asking them to travel around the world with you. And, and they do. And it's a big ask on them. There's, there's reasons maybe you haven't taken jobs for that. But there's also a few moves that I've done that I probably wouldn't have done and I'd have held tight on. And I say that, I don't say it as a regret, but you say it as maybe I was a little bit anxious to take that next step um, when I could have just settled down and just said, like, let me see this, this out for another year. Let me see this out for another six months. Um, you know, I think most of, of the things I would say to myself, a younger one of me would be to do with playing, not to do with coaching. I think I've been, like I say at the beginning, very lucky with my coaching career. Um, I did a lot of the work early. I'd, I'd give myself a pat on the back, honestly, for the doing the licenses early and getting ahead of the game and then continuing to do them. 
because I actually enjoy doing them. A lot of people are against them. They're like, oh, it's just a bit of paper. It's not the real game. But if you put the experiences with the licensing, you'll come out with a better answer and it gives you better structure. So yeah, I don't, I, there's not really, I don't have massive regrets. Um, and there's not massive things that I turn around and go, I wish I'd, you know, taken a left instead of a right there. But I do think a bit more patience at times is probably, you know, one, one of the things that I would tell myself when, you know, a younger me, just be a bit more patient along the way. And you, you'll probably open up even more doors or, you know, maybe have a bit more, a bit more success with certain things on and off the field. What do you have going on besides the Houston Dynamo? Uh, right now, we just um, well, most of the stuff I do is is wrapped into wrapped into the Dynamo as well. Obviously, with my own company, um, performance goalkeeping, but we we link everything to the Dynamo. So we just had these three sessions on Sunday. We had two sessions, and we had about fifty goalkeepers at each. Great sessions actually turned out real well. Um, some some good young goalkeepers. We've been doing the Tasco presentations um, with, with you guys at Quick Goal as well, the coaching coaching convention for Tasco. So there's still lots going on. Obviously, scouting is going on for the Dynamo right now as well. You know, a little bit of downtime, but I think, as you know, Tim, for myself, I like to keep going. You know, they say motion is lotion. So, you know, you keep moving and, and make sure you don't don't get stale along the way. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of what-ifs going into 2020 with with the covid stuff but i'm you know pretty positive we're going to get ahead of it you know it looks like the the powers that be are going to come up with some solutions for us and hopefully we get back to some normality in in life and sport yeah absolutely hey uh we'll, we'll let you go i know you're a busy man so uh just wanted to say thanks again for taking a couple of minutes to chat with us always tim great to uh, great to chat thanks paul